Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the For the Good podcast. Yes, and today's episode... Here we go. We got (laughs) Stiggy. The dogs are exhausted. Yes. We just took them outside to run around for a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yep, okay, now, yeah, here we go. Bella's Bella's wanting some mommy time. Yeah. So we had a we had a really good message this morning today, honey. So oh boy! Usually we film these potters on Sunday, and well, actually, the last couple of weeks we haven't because it's been the holiday stuff like that. But we usually film on Sundays right after church, and we had a series, or we have a series now. It's called "Hello, My Name Is," and I was thinking the whole time it was going to be like a "Hello, My Name Is." you know, God's kid or like something like encouraging. Right. Like I thought it was going to be something along the lines of like Jesus loves you. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to be fitting because it's the new year, stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, these messages are great. However, like I also like to learn about, you know, what God actually wants from us, our purpose for our life, stuff like that. But it actually wasn't that at all. It was Mm -hmm. actually something that uh, I have struggled with and also have a fear of, mm-hmm. um, as well as Michelle's learning a, a lot about it right now. So the message was pretty much about like what your purpose is for your life, mm-hmm. pretty much, mm-hmm. and how also you can't mess it up. Exactly. And God uses everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what you've gone through, what you're going through right now. Yeah. He uses everybody. Yeah. yeah so we're kind of going to like make our own message off of Mm -hmm. like what we kind of learned today. Yeah. And first I wanted to start off with something that um, our pastor said today in our message was he was like a lot of people are on two sides of the story. I'm extremely successful. I'm wealthy. I'm very well put together. God's going to use me. And then the other spectrum, it's I'm terrible. I'm a sinner. I suck so much eggs. The list goes on and on and on, and you're like, there's no way God can use me. Mm-hmm. And both of those can actually hurt you. Yeah. Like you being like, I'm not worthy at all mm-hmm. to be called to something. Right. And then on the other side, I'm way too worthy. Yeah. So why would God use me in a way? Yeah. Right? Like like in your mind, like pride's kicking in and you're like, I'm so good. Like obviously God's going to use me. Right. Right. Um, so in a way it kind of, we kind of talked a little bit about imposter syndrome because a lot of people usually side more on the, I'm not worthy enough. Yeah. Yeah. So something, something Michelle and I have struggled with is even just our podcast because Mm -hmm. we'll do something that we're not proud of. And then we're like, well, this kind of sucks. How is, how is God going to use us now? Yeah. Because like, we don't feel worthy to have this podcast. We're telling people about Jesus and we sh- we're telling them to obey his commandments and we can't even do it. Yeah. So why, like, you know. We're supposed to be like Jesus. We're yeah. not Jesus. Jesus was the only perfect person mm-hmm. that came to preach God's word and truly never did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times if you're, your calling on your life is to share the gospel and help people grow in their relationship, you put a lot of extra pressure on yourself And we talked about in one of the recent episodes about how we need to focus on Jesus to overcome sin and not the sin itself. And a lot of times when you are so focused on 
chasing after God to the point where you want to make it the main priority in your life. You want to make it a job. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for you to not fall because you're trying so hard to be perfect Mm -hmm. that you put all of this extra pressure on yourself. And then when something happens and you're like, Oh, this is horrible. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this. I'm not worthy of doing this. And I think obviously ours is different because of what we're trying to do. But I think a lot of people feel this throughout anything that they go through in their life. Mm -hmm. So that's why we want to talk about it. This is something that this past week, the Lord has really put on my heart and taught me. And then today our pastor literally hit on that exact topic. So mm-hmm. that's what we want, what we want to go into and just encourage you guys. Mm-hmm. What do you want to start with, honey? Well, so first I want to like lay the foundation of uh, what this episode is going to be about. Cause we kind of like kind of talked about it, but not really. So um, I think a lot of times people will ask themselves, well, I think God put this word on my heart. I think he's calling me to do this. Am I going to mess it up? Is there something that I'm going to do that's going to make him just be like, I can't use you anymore. Um, you're not worthy of this anymore and, and pull back his promises that he's given you. And that's something that I used to get asked a lot mm-hmm. and used to come up a lot in the young adult group that I was a part of at my church. Everyone was always like, can I mess up God's will for my life? Like, is there something that I can do that's going to make him just completely change his mind on mm-hmm. what he's calling me to do? This is something that I was struggling with because Asher and I are not perfect. We've talked about things that we've struggled with before in our relationship when it comes to being physical. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has weighed so heavy on me because it's like, well, I'm not worthy of this. Like we're not worthy of the podcast. We're not worthy of like spreading the good news and trying to help you guys grow in your relationship when, um, we're struggling in the background. So basically in this episode, I really just want to talk about like what word I've been given, what I've Mm -hmm. learned, and then we'll go into what Uh, the pastor talked about today too, because it related exactly to what we're talking about. Yeah. So first, because I, I was in the book, I've been in the book of Exodus for a while and I was asking John about this one specific verse, our pastor. And I was like, how does this make sense? Okay. So first I'm going to read the verse real quick. So just a little bit of backstory. This is after Moses and Aaron brought the Israelites out of Egypt. Something about in Egypt, they would worship more than one God. Mm -hmm. They weren't like solely worshiping one God. They were worshiping many gods. Mm -hmm. So uh, when Moses was on the mountain and Aaron was not on the mountain with Moses, all the um, people of Egypt were down with Aaron and they were like, we need to worship many gods. And Aaron was like, okay, fine. Give me all of your gold earrings and stuff like that and then i'll smelt them and i can make a gold calf and you can worship that god okay Mm -hmm. and so i asked my pastor i was like first off why did aaron do this Mm -hmm. and what john said was he was like it can be a lot of things but for the most part you have to think all these people don't really know the lord yet Mm -hmm. and Aaron was probably scared they were going to gang up on him and maybe kill him. Mm -hmm. So Aaron was like, sure, whatever. I don't want to die. So I'll make this. Okay. So on the mountain, this is what the Lord said. So this is Exodus 32, starting at verse seven. Then the Lord said to Moses, go down because your people whom you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. 
They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shadow of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Don't really know what that means. I guess like stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. So this is the Lord basically saying, be gone with me so I can kill them. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And then so Moses sought the favor of the Lord, his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt? With great power and a mighty hand, why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring the disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. So then in verse 14, it says, Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Mm -hmm. And what I asked John was, I was like, why did God change his mind? Mm -hmm. Like, I thought like it was, this is what's going to happen. He's never going to change his mind. But essentially what John said is he was like, God's going to work with you with what you have. Mm -hmm. And... Moses straight up just didn't feel comfortable knowing that information and knowing that the people that he just let out were going to die. Yeah. It just, it, it, it gave me peace of mind because sometimes, you know, I'll be like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I know that's what the Lord told me, but like, I wonder if God will change his mind about this because I don't know what's going to happen and stuff like that. And it's just encouraging to hear that like God will work with you on a lot of lot of stuff yeah. i mean his will is still going to be done mm-hmm. even if he works with you on stuff mm-hmm. yeah. i just want to read that verse yeah it was a long one but no that's a, it's a good story it's yeah and it's, i think that's something that people don't quite understand and i think that's that's where the pressure comes from so mm-hmm. you put yeah. so much pressure on yourself where you're like you're walking on eggshells basically trying to fulfill god's will for your life and you're trying to do it on your own mm-hmm. and Two things can exist. We say that all the time. It's it's su- he's supernatural, mm-hmm. right? So he's sovereign. He knows everything, but he can also adjust to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're scared that you're going to mess something up in your life, you don't have faith that he's actually the God of the universe mm-hmm. because he's capable of anything, mm-hmm. right? Right. And there's many stories in the Bible where he's like adjusted some things based off of people's responses or their actions. And he knows that we're not perfect. He knows that we're never going to be perfect. And that's why he sent his son to die for us. So the, the pressure can be alleviated and you can walk in more peace knowing that, There's nothing I can do to mess up God's will. He is always going to reign over my life and he's always going to know what decisions you're going to make. That's Mm -hmm. another thing is he's all knowing. Yeah. So we, we can go back to the last or two episodes ago where we talked about control and just understanding that like God is fully in control and omniscient and sovereign. And there's so many characteristics that he has all together. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I said it like this. I said, what keeps us on track for God's will is not our ability to read God's mind Mm -hmm. because we literally can't read God's Mm -hmm. mind. 
okay? But his ability to shepherd us despite our feedable temps of trying to read his mind. Yeah. I want to paint this picture because what I just said is we try and read God's mind mm-hmm. and not his voice. Mm-hmm. So read read what Jesus uh, said. So this is John 10 starting uh, at verse 25. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my father's name testify about me, but you do not believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand and I, the father, are one. Notice how Jesus never said the sheep need to know the shepherd's mind. Mm -hmm. All he says is they just need to know his voice. Mm -hmm. In the same way, us, we are the sheep. Right. We just need to basically understand what God's voice sounds like. Exactly. And And how do you, how do you do that? The only way to do that is if you spend time Mm -hmm. with Jesus. Exactly. And God, if you, if you don't, then. Sit in prayer, read his word. Yeah, because. This may make some people upset, and that's okay. Uh, the people, the people that ask me, I don't know if I'm walking my purpose, or they say I think I'm ruining God's will for my life. The same people ask me, how do I hear God's voice? And those things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if if you're not going to church, if you're not trying to hear God's voice, if you're not in the prayer closet, if you're not praying. How do you expect to know if you're even doing God's will at all? I yeah. would have no idea. Yeah. Like my my whole career path changed completely when I started listening to God's voice. And on that point, I started making less money and started to feel more fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. When, 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 when I wasn't listening to God's voice and I was trying to do it on my own, I was not fulfilled at all. Mm-hmm. And I was making more money because I was using things of the world to try and make me fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so what what I feel like a lot of times people will do is they're like, I don't know my purpose for my life. And then they're like, God, speak to me. And it's like, God's not going to speak to you unless you establish a routine with him. Exactly. Like, Michelle's not going to tell me secrets when I talk to her once a month. Yeah. What the yeah, heck? Exactly. Yeah. There's no <laughs> you, communication you, yeah. there. I mean, look at how God spoke to people in the Bible. They constantly spent time with him. Hold on. I got something. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The Holy Spirit just hit me with something. So notice how when we go to a dentist appointment, we only schedule them once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Would we tell our dentist our deepest, darkest secrets? Probably not. Yeah. Right? So why are we trying to schedule appointments with God when we should just be establishing a routine? Mm -hmm. Because we have a routine to talk to each other. Exactly, yeah. To grow with each other and learn about each other so Mm -hmm. we can tell each other secrets. But if you set appointments with God, the appointments that you set on this earth with people, you know, doctors, dentists, orthodontists, chiropractors, Mm Mm-hmm. The chiropractor I just went to, I told her nothing about my life. Yeah. Like I said, I like preaching. I love Jesus. I'm getting married. Mm -hmm. I didn't say the stuff we've gone through. I didn't say any of my financial struggles I've gone through. Right. I didn't say that I've gotten 
in a lawsuit before. Like I didn't, I didn't say anything about yeah, that. Right. Yeah, yeah. However, if you are setting appointments on God, the same way you are with Dennis and orthodontist, why do you expect him to talk to you? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all, yeah, we all struggle with, and earlier in my walk, I struggled a lot with this mm-hmm. because I was, I was in God's word, but it's, it's the silence that I wasn't giving him. Mm-hmm. So there was mm-hmm. always something filling my mind. I just, I lived alone <sighs> when I first gave my life to Jesus. So like I still live alone, but like that was the first time I had lived alone. Like literally that was my first apartment by myself when I gave my life to Jesus. And I would always have on a podcast or a sermon on YouTube or I was reading or music. I was always listening to something and I never gave him the time to speak to me. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like he can give you messages through like all of those things. Like we both pray that this podcast is giving you a message that you needed to hear Mm -hmm. and that there's a part of this that you just heard and you're like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I needed. Like Mm -hmm. God used you guys to speak to me. That's amazing. And, and I pray that that happens. But if you don't allow like that quiet time alone, even Jesus walked away from everybody and went in by himself all the time, all the time. And if you're not giving him that space to speak to you, you're filling your mind with other things that he may not be trying to tell you. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, he just performed miracles. You know, he was he was doing ministry and he was a big people person. Yes. And he spent a lot of time by himself to listen to his father's instructions. Exactly. Let me say it like this. This was after Jesus fed 5,000. I'm just going to, so this is John 6, starting at verse 22, okay? The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore at the lake realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the, near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to... Capernaum and search for Jesus. And then the Christian English version, (coughs) it says it a little bit differently. I like this more because it's more like thought for thought. It's more graphic. So verse 25 goes on to say, they found him on the west side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Literally, he was alone. I'm pretty sure in John 7, it gives more context, but I'm pretty sure he was on a mountain, like by himself, Mm -hmm. just like praying because he wanted to get away from everything. Preston Morrison had a really good message on John 6. It was awesome. Um, It was basically about like canceling out the noise and it was specifically on this. Mm -hmm. Like it was like stuff can get really hectic. Yeah. It was hectic for Jesus and he even left everyone. Yeah. And he's God. Yeah. I don't know why we got on that point. Well, it's just important to give him the space to talk to you so that you know where you're supposed to be going. Mm -hmm. So part of your confusion could be you're not even giving him the chance to speak to you. Um. But if you are confused and you're worried about the path that you're going down, if if you're at least following the Bible, right? If you're following his word and you're obeying his commandments, then you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Right? We can't mess it up. So I kind of want to give a little bit uh, more detail about like what kind of happened this week. Like okay. the message that I got okay. and then leading up to. Yeah what we just heard in church. So I'm going through and watching all of the Bible project videos of the books that I've already read. So 
so good. If you've never watched a Bible project video, definitely check them out. They're super helpful. Um, they just kind of give a summary in animation about mm-hmm. each each book in the Bible. So I went back to Genesis and like I said, Asher and I have been struggling like with our not I don't want to say with our relationship, but like <laughs> that sounds horrible. We're we're yeah. part like our relationship's fantastic. Uh we've just been struggling things like personally, um, between us and you know, when you're not married yet, it's and you're really attracted yeah. to the person that you're with. It's, yeah, our relationship is not struggling. It's just Michelle and I love each other, and we've never loved a partner yeah. like this before. Yeah. So it's it's difficult for us to navigate through a season of us completely fleeing from sexual immorality of any right. kind, right? Because we love each other. Yes. In the past, we haven't really loved a partner. Yeah. So it's like we would do those things. It's like it was out of our selfish ambition. Right. But now it's like we truly love this person. We're trying to mm-hmm. express our love, you know, with this person. And right. to do that is to be intimate with that person. Yeah. So that's that's what Michelle is talking about. Yeah. We're yeah, struggling yeah, yeah. with that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, I'm going to put some more context to it as well. No, we are not talking about sex. No, we have not done that. Yeah, we have not had sex. I don't think Michelle and I have the guts to have sex. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> We've just done some stuff that yeah. Jesus would probably not be happy with us yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, and we've we've felt convictions. We've, yeah. We've repented every time. It's something that... And again, some people may not feel convicted about the stuff we've done. I would be surprised, but... I would be surprised, But, too. you know... But, yeah. You know... Everyone's conviction is yeah. different, but... Um, there's things that we've been struggling with and every time it's a bawling my eyes out. I'm not worthy. I like fall into Asher's arms and I'm like, this sucks. I don't Mm -hmm. ever want to feel this ever again. If you've ever felt a conviction that deep, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It hurts. Mm -hmm. And because you know, you've disappointed God, you know, you went against him and you can feel it. So that's just something that's happened. And I was uh, watching that video on Genesis because I've already read that uh, book again this this year, this past year. It was talking about the story of Abraham and how he started and all the promises that God was giving him. Little backstory on my testimony before I gave my life to Jesus. Uh, I just got a word that I was going to make a difference. Right. Didn't know what that meant. I wasn't following Jesus. I had no idea what was going on. But I told my parents and everyone close around me that something was going to be happening in my life. I could just feel it. And I could feel God like pursuing me. Mm -hmm. And a couple years later, I finally was like, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Bald on my floor in my apartment by myself, fully gave my life to Jesus, told him that I wanted him to use me and that I was ready. And it took me until the beginning of last year to finally start a podcast and just start sharing what I've been going through. Right. So I have felt like I had that call in my life for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I was worried that if Asher and I mess up, that this podcast is going to be taken away from us because we're not doing this for any gain. We literally just love sitting down talking about Jesus and how he's changed our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I I, want to say something too. Michelle and I's conversations that we have on the podcast, they pretty much look the same without cameras being around. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say like 60-ish like percent of Michelle and I's conversation 
revolve around God in, in some cases. Mm-hmm. And some people may think that's weird or like kind of crazy, but it's like, that's what we revolve our life around. Yeah. So, you know, let, let's say you don't know Jesus at all and you don't believe in God, whatever. Your life probably involves around the thing you worship too. Exactly. Whether it's your job, your whether hobby. it's your hobby. Yeah. I mean, you make plans around that thing. Yeah. I mean, when I didn't know God and I was an alcoholic, I literally revolved my schedule around getting beer yeah. and getting and getting drunk. Like literally yeah. my whole week yeah. would be around it. I would have study times and it would be like an hour before like 7 p.m. Because I know 7 p.m. to like midnight was when I would get drunk. Yeah. Right. And it's because I worshiped it. Yeah. And I kind of want to say something, too, because Michelle and I have a pretty similar story in that aspect, Mm -hmm. because me, when I was in college, I started my first YouTube and I just felt a pull that I was going to do something on the Internet. Didn't know what it was. I kept on trying and trying and trying. I never felt fulfilled with it. I always felt like it was like a chore kind of. But I'm like, I know I need to do it. I just Mm -hmm. don't know what it is. And, you know, fast forward to March 18th of 2023. That's when I gave my life to Jesus, and that's when he was like, okay. He was like, thank you, finally. Now it's time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, now I see what you're doing. Yeah. And even then, it took me up until moving here Yeah. to start my YouTube, mm-hmm. so like close to eight months after. Yeah. And something that Michelle and I would talk about all the time is I would be like, Am I messing this up because Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing it or not? Yeah. And it's like you can't mess up God's promise Mm -hmm. that he's already promised you. And something that God put on my heart very early on, and I think I've told you this before, is right when I gave my life to Jesus, I, I remember I was in my room and I was talking about business and I remember I was looking, I was looking at my YouTube channel and he said, you're gonna get back on YouTube. That's that's all he said. And then also I remember him faintly saying, you're never going to worry about finances. Mm-hmm. Like he said it very, very softly. Mm-hmm. He was like, don't worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it wasn't like I'm going to make you rich and wealthy. No, it was it like, was, that's not an idol anymore. Yeah, it, it was, you're not going to worry about this. Yeah. And even through this engagement season, I think I've done a pretty good job not worrying about it. Really good. And it's something I used to worry a lot about. Yeah. Like just to be transparent with you guys, I would get stressed out if I didn't have thousands of dollars in my checking account. Yeah. And now it's like I'll have less than a thousand in my checking account. And I'm like, I I don't care about money. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like I have God and love my life. Like I don't need anything else. Yeah. Right. So that was something I was struggling with a lot is I'm like, just because I waited this long to start my YouTube, did I ruin God's promise? Mm -hmm. The answer to that is no. No. And even when we mess up and he promises us something, he's still going to fulfill that promise, Mm -hmm. right? He doesn't expect us to be perfect. So Asher and I have both gotten pretty much the same promise, which is why we're on this podcast together. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy because it's not crazy. It's a God thing because this was his plan all along. And I know a lot of people probably asked why we got together so fast and why we're getting married and why we're so sure. And it's because of all of the things that the Lord was telling us about who we were going to be with and what we were going to do that when we met and we had those deep conversations about those things, they equaled up. Mm -hmm. So we knew like, okay, this is it. It's really cool. It's amazing. And Mm -hmm. I pray that 
whatever God is telling you guys in your private time with him. And when I say tell you, in my experience, it was those desires were so strong in Mm -hmm. my heart and they were also something that I was going to have to rely on God for because I was super uncomfortable doing them. Yeah. That's how I knew it was from God. Yeah. I would never in a million years put myself in this chair talking on a podcast ever. Yeah. And also I wanted to say another thing. So with me like getting on YouTube and even this podcast and stuff, the reason why I believe it took me so long and I was scared is because social media for me in the past was for my selfish gain. And I knew that a lot of people on the internet do things and they say this, this, this in God's name. Yeah. Not I'm doing this for God, right? They'll do something and then put it in God's name. Mm -hmm. So it took me a long time to realize like, I need this desire to be pushed out of me because I don't want to do it for my selfish gain anymore. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't realize was when I started walking in that specific purpose that God had for me, that was when he was going to take it out of me. Yeah. I had to follow him first through Mm -hmm. what he was trying to get me to obey. Then it was going to be gone. Mm -hmm. And it it was you focusing on the right thing that then weeded out the desire to do everything else Mm -hmm. or doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Right. You knew the reason why you were doing it. So the other one just kind of disappeared because you were so focused on why you were doing it. Yeah. And I think why we get lost a lot of times in our purpose is because we think that we should be omniscient with God Mm -hmm. and we're just straight up not. We're we're never going to be. And on the flip side, thank God we're not. Yeah. That would suck, right? To literally, to just know everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't want to know that. So I wanted to say this. It's actually very good news that God has given us finite minds and very limited knowledge about our future. Why? It's because it allows us to experience his mercy and his grace. Mm. Imagine if we knew everything. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we, imagine if God put us on this earth from cradle to grave, this is the blueprint. We wouldn't experience his mercy and grace at all mm-hmm. because we would already know everything about it. Mm-hmm. How would we have a relationship with someone when we don't experience their mercy or grace? Mm-hmm. How could we have a great relationship if I don't mess up and you forgive me? Yeah. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. Right? In the same way, if you mess up and you ask me for forgiveness, yeah. you know, if I told you, hey, Michelle, when we get married, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a pretty boring relationship, right? Yeah. Like, there would be there would be no spark. Yeah. Like, hey, Michelle, at 28, you're going to have a baby. At 30, we're going to have twins. At 31, this is going to happen. And guess what? You can't change anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be... That'd be kind of terrible yeah. if you think about it, Yeah. right? So yeah. thank God we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. I want to just talk about <coughs> the story of a couple people, and I'm just going to focus on two. There's so many, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to focus on two in the Old Testament. So the first one is Abraham. After God told him that he was going to be the father of many nations, and he promised him that he was going to use his family to basically save God's world because it was a mess. It was Mm -hmm. a disaster. Right. Right after that, this is what John talked about this morning. Abraham lied to Pharaoh about her being his wife. Her name was actually Sarah at that point. He was like, she's my sister. Yeah. She's not my wife. Yeah. And literally lied and almost 
gave his wife to Pharaoh because he was so fearful of what Pharaoh would do. Mm-hmm. Literally right after the Lord told him this, he went and messed up mm-hmm. right after. <laughs> it was so funny in, in service because John was like, the Lord said this to Abraham one chapter later, messed it up. And he lied. <laughs> yeah, he and he went lied. And lied. Yeah. Just because God had already promised Abraham that, it didn't matter Whoops, that sorry. Abraham went and messed up because God was still going to fulfill his promise. Right. He still used Abraham's line, mm-hmm. right? Another example, Noah, okay? The world was a disaster. So God was like, I'm just going to flood the earth. We're just going to start over. Okay, and he chose Noah, who was a blameless human in God's eyes. So he gets on the boat. He saves all these animals. Okay, the flood happens. They get off. Okay, Noah builds a a vineyard, makes some wine, gets drunk in his tent, and his son goes in and as he's naked and just a lot of bad stuff happens. Okay. A lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. That's a weird part in the Bible. Weird stuff going on. Okay. So again. He literally used Noah, a blameless man, Mm -hmm. okay? God's like, I'm going to save just you and your family, okay? Right after that, Noah's like, all right, I'm going to get drunk in my tent real quick and just pass out. He literally just used you and you still messed up, Mm -hmm. right? So all of these people that God counted as righteous in Mm -hmm. the Bible literally fell short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God knows that we're not perfect. Yeah. Right? We're we're all with with what is that verse? It's Romans. Yeah. Romans 3:23. We all fall short my in brother, God's eyes. My brother just sent me that verse really? right before this podcast. The yeah. whole ver- the whole sermon they had was Romans 3:23 and 24. That's really good. Yeah. It's a good topic to talk mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah. So we're all going to fall short. Um so there are many stories in the New Testament that People, God's like, I'm going to use you. I'm going to do this. You're going to be part of this. And you're righteous in my eyes. And they seek favor from the Lord. And they all mess up. Yeah. So with with Abraham screwing up with Sarah and lying, that's driven by fear. Mm. And what's fear? Fear is false evidence that appears real. Mm -hmm. So Abraham gives his wife away. Because he falsely believes that Pharaoh's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. It's it's easy for us to look at it and be like, Abraham, you messed up so bad. Like, why'd you do that? And Abraham did that because he was like, I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. Right? Because th- that's why he, he gave her over because Pharaoh was like, she's so pretty. I'm going to kill this guy so I can steal his wife, blah, blah, blah. But if it was a sister, that's what John was explaining to us in church, essentially. Yeah. And I just think that a lot of times our fear is driven from... Like we're still trying to control stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Abraham at that time was like, what if God doesn't pull through this time and I die? Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, but what if he would have actually just obeyed him and listened to him? I, I wanted, I just wonder what would have happened yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. So if he's telling you that you're going to do something, right. Mm-hmm. And you take the wrong steps, right. <laughs> like, I, I always felt like I was going to be online, which was super uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that is just not me. And I started posting online and I got the podcast stuff 
early last year and I started by myself. Okay. When I started, who knows if God wanted me to start there. Mm -hmm. Right. It wasn't until we met and you told me, Hey, I don't know if I would have sparked up a conversation with you if you didn't have content on there. Right. If I just didn't have a profile and you didn't know anything about me and you didn't know that I preached, you probably would not have messaged me. Yeah. And in the same way, I I started on TikTok with my preaching. Looking back on it now, I always thought God's always wanted me to be on YouTube. However, if I wouldn't have been on TikTok, Michelle and I wouldn't have met doing this. Exactly. So, so it's, it's like we can mess up. Yeah. God's always going to use it for his good. Yeah. We don't know if that's how God wanted us to meet. Yeah. We don't know if... I don't know anything. Yeah. All I know is what's going on right now. Yeah. And all I know is that I'm doing my best mm-hmm. to follow what he's calling me to do. And I might do something wrong, right? Mm-hmm. We might make an episode that he doesn't necessarily want us to talk about, but we're still getting his word out there and he's still going to use it, mm-hmm. right? It's not a bad thing. Okay. So all of these people that messed up in the Old Testament were literally in the lineage of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So if we go to Matthew 1, it has the entire list of descendants of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The entire list. And it starts with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because all of those people that were imperfect, that messed up, God still fulfilled his promise and still used them, although they were not perfect. And if they wouldn't have, we wouldn't have Jesus. Mm -hmm. We would have never had him. He would have never came. Whatever God's telling you that he's going to do in your life, he's going to do it. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. can't mess it up. And no matter what you do, he's still going to use it. The whole verse behind this podcast, he works all things for the good of those who love him. Yeah. He's always going to find a way to work through things to make everything turn out good. And it's all for his glory. Mm -hmm. Not our own. Yeah. So... I want to read this verse. So the Psalms writer says it like this. This is Psalms 18, starting in verse 34. I'm going to read a couple verses. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield and your right hand sustains me. And help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give away. Mm-hmm. I think that's just so encouraging because I think some people will confuse what they say in Matthew 7, mm-hmm. where it's like the broad way leads to evil, the narrow way leads to righteousness. However, once you are already on the path for righteousness, yes, it's narrow. However, you have to understand it's not like this skinny path where if you do this, oh, you're off, you're off God's will for your life. Or Mm -hmm. if you do this, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like that at all. Actually, the pathway is really broad Mm -hmm. when you're walking in righteousness and God's going to help you through that. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier in this episode, God works with you. Mm -hmm. He literally did that with Moses. Like he changed Mm -hmm. his mind Mm -hmm. because he he knows everything. He Mm -hmm. knows what you're capable of, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I just wanted to give that encouragement because the first time I read that, I was like, wait a second, but, but it's no, once you're already walking with God, yeah, it's not that the path becomes broader once you've chosen that path. It's Mm -hmm. that I almost want to say it's a different path. It is. You know what? A good, like 
picture of this would be like zoomed out, right? right? We're all the way zoomed out and we're looking the, the wicked way is huge. And what they mean by that is there's a lot of people going down it, Mm -hmm. right? That's why we always say, if you're going against the world, you're going the right way Yeah. because everyone going down the world's way, it's a huge path. It's like a huge crowd of people, right? right? The righteous follow a narrow path, right? Mm -hmm. So if we stack those two paths and then you zoom in, the righteous path gets huge because you zoom into it. Right. So it's like, after you make that decision, now that you're on that path, now you can't mess up God's will for your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go, honey. I also want to talk about like the reasons why people will say like, I'm going to mess up God's will for my life because I've sinned and I'm not perfect. Right. So I want to read Romans 5 verse 20. It says God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Mm. So the more we sin the more grace. Now, disclaimer, (laughs) always have to say this. That does not mean that we take advantage of God's grace Mm -hmm. and just keep on sinning because we know he's going to forgive us. Mm -hmm. That is supposed to encourage you and his grace is supposed to help you get away from that sin. Right. Right. Talks about this in the, the awe of God that we're reading right now. His grace and his mercy should encourage us. Yeah to no longer want to sin. Mm -hmm. It should be lighting a flame, right? It's like a lighter to a candle. Mm -hmm. All of his grace and mercy lights us on fire to not want to do it anymore because Mm -hmm. we know how much he loves us and how much he cares about us. Mm -hmm. Another thing that people will say is, I've sinned so much and I can't get out of this one sin that I keep struggling with. Like God's never going to forgive me for this, right? Matthew 18. 21 through 22 says, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times. And 22 says, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. And why would Jesus tell us this if he didn't also believe that for his character and more? Mm -hmm. Right? So if he's telling us, to forgive those that have sinned against us, why would he not also do the same? Mm -hmm. That's like me telling you, you know how people always say, do as I say, not as I do. It's like, if I'm going to tell you to do something, I would hope I would also be doing the same thing, if not more. Otherwise, I'm a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. God's not a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. God's not going to tell us to do something that he's not also following, right? Yeah, God's not a hypocrite. Christians are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. we are. And yeah. I mean, we can't be perfect. I think people look at that as like a like a negative thing. It's like because I'll get that a lot. Atheists will be like, dude, you're such a hypocrite and it's like, Yeah. I mean, we're following a perfect person. So Yeah. Yeah. Like that like that example about the Beethoven thing. They're like if you if you you know, get someone that's playing Beethoven and they play it poorly do you think Beethoven is bad? Mm. And it's like, well, no, he's just a bad example. Yeah. They in just the same way. Well, yeah. yeah. In the same way. It's like you get a Christian. They're like, you just cursed. It's yeah. like, okay, does that make Jesus bad? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. We're not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is perfect. Yeah. People are not. Yeah. And unfortunately people represent him wrongly. Mm-hmm. 
But this is just something that God's really put on my heart to talk about. So I wanted to talk about it today. And our pastor today just reiterated that. And I think it's encouraging. It's not encouraging to the point where we should just throw it, throw up our effort and just like we should still try to get out of the things that we know that God doesn't want us to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's encouraging to really sit down and think about, okay, how many times in the Bible has God still fulfilled his promise? Although people have messed up, Mm -hmm. it's happened a lot, yeah, a lot. And I mean, I'm using the old Testament as an example, just because of how it got to Jesus, right? Because of the lineage, but we can go look at the new Testament, right? Mm -hmm. He forgave Peter. Peter Mm -hmm. literally denied him Mm -hmm. and he forgave him. Mm -hmm. And also in John six, I think it was John six disciples walked away from him. Yeah. Because they were like, you've already fed us 5,000, like do it again. Mm -hmm. And Jesus like, have I not already done enough? Yeah. Like, is that what it takes for you to believe in me? I've already performed miracles in front of your face. Yeah. The disciples walked away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jesus still forgave those people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he did. So don't get discouraged if you're nervous about messing up God's will for your life or if you think he's going to give up on you or you can unearn those promises that he's given you mm-hmm. because he's using you for way more than yourself. Mm-hmm. I also want to stress this because a lot of times people will say or think about God's will for my life is like going to make a huge difference in my life, right? The reason why God calls us to do things is to spread his word and bring him glory. Right. So why would he not still fulfill those promises? Because he knows in the end you're you're still going to bring him glory and honor, although you're messing up on the way. Mm-hmm. No one's perfect. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. We're supposed to live like Jesus. We're supposed to try to be sinless, right? No one's going to be. And mm-hmm. he knows that. That's why he sent his son to die for us because Mm -hmm. he knew that we were never going to live up to that perfect idea of a human Mm -hmm. that he created before Adam and Eve sinned, Mm -hmm. right? So don't overthink what God's calling you to do. Don't let it discourage you from following his plan for your life. Don't sit there and say, well, I'm not worthy of this. I give up the imposter syndrome that we talked about at the beginning. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get that right. He's going to use you. And if you fix your mind on doing something for God and not yourself, you're not going to put as much pressure on yourself because you know you're not doing it alone and you know you're not doing it for you. Yeah. Right. If there's something I want to accomplish on my own, there's way more pressure on it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, the the reason why is because you want the credit. Yeah. And when you just you're just like, you know, I'm doing this for God because he's called me to do it. Yeah. You don't want the credit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not you doing it, it's him doing mm-hmm. it through you. Mhm. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of pressure off you and also that's that's how God that's how God's purpose is supposed to be for your life. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be he gives you a gift now you use it in your own strength. Yeah. It's he lets you know what your gift is and he's going to use it for his glory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just pray that this message encourages you guys. And um, I do want to give you guys a little like sneak peek. Stay tuned for next week. Here we go. Because we're having my hometown church pastor. 
mm-hmm. on here. Yeah. We're going to conference him in and just rapid fire, ask him questions. That I'm going to hammer him with some questions. <laughs> I was going to say it like that, but I didn't want it to sound bad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that'll be a really good episode. So subscribe if you haven't already and turn on those notifications so you don't miss it because it's going to be really, really good. He's amazing. He's impacted my walk so much and I still watch him, although I don't live there anymore. Yeah. So if you want to learn and be convicted and be convicted, come watch next week's episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll say. Yeah. So good. So, uh, yeah, we hope you guys have a great week and mm-hmm. we'll see you next time. Yep. On the tripod. <laughs>